Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joey Nelson from Christ Temple Church's Young Adult Ministry Community. Each week we're going to upload the message from our Wednesday night service in hopes that we can help build your faith, uplift you in your walk with Christ, and as Proverbs 27:17 says, to help iron sharpen iron. So enjoy this week's message. While this is going on, So this kind of goes in line with what what was talked about. <coughs> uh, the question of can you can you lose it or can you walk away? When you're consumed by God, you don't have to ask if you're on the team. Do you have moments of doubt? Yes. Everyone has moments of doubt. Uh, was it Elijah who after uh, battling all of the prophets of Baal and basically like slaughtering them and giving victory to God. Jezebel called forth for his head, like called forth for him to be murdered. And what did he do? Did he stand firm in his faith? No, he wept, fell under a spirit of depression, and God had to come minister him, him through an angel. So. Oh, where's the blessings? Um, but when you are consumed by God, and you're consumed with your love for God. It's not just, I got saved when I was seven, I got, I go to church every now and then, I go to church faithfully. That's not being consumed by God, that's just good, good attendance. That might get you a certificate. Back in the day, we, we got to go put our pennies in and, 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 we, and if we were really good with attendance, we got like a piece of candy or something from the pulpit. Um, being consumed with God is more than just um, praying before, when you wake up, praying when you go to sleep, just, because a lot of the times those prayers are insurance policies. God, in case I die tonight, I want to make sure that everything's right with you. Instead of, God, I love you so much, thank you for this day, that's, that's a different posture. One is under a spirit of fear of, of death. <coughs> Two is, is thankful and, and appreciative of, of that God just loved you enough to wake you up or, or give you rest. Um, I, I like to use analogies a lot and, and this whole you don't have to ask if you're on the team if you don't practice and you come and show up and no one knows who you are and you just want to jump on the, on the court if the coach don't know who you are he's not going to let you jump on the court um but if you, you practice, it's not about works. It's about being there. It's about being in it. It's, it's about finding what it takes to, to, to actually be who he wants us to be. Not that it, again, not that it's of works, but that you can know him. If I played for any coach under any amount of time, my coach had a certain way of, of instructing me and a certain way he wanted things done. Even though it was the same sport, a different coach might have a different thing. Now, don't go looking for different coaches as, as in different gods. But my point is, if I really wanted to know how coach wanted me to play, I had to know, one, his intent, two, what he wanted me to do, and three, I really needed to know, know who coach was deep down to know that if he's correcting me, he's not doing it out of, out of hate. It's the fact that he wants to prompt me and push me to be a better player. 
God will prompt, he will prune, he will bring forth discipline, because without discipline, I mean, discipline is, is in its purest in its purest form is love. Keeping you out of out of stuff that will keep you um, that will keep you from keeping you out of the things that will bring you harm. Keeping the things that will bring you to hell. Keeping the things that will bring you to leading others to hell. Keeping the things that will bring you to bring forth false doctrine, which will which will take people to hell. But if I don't know God's voice, and if I only have an idea of what it is, then I can of uh, what He wants me to do and who He wants me to be and and what He says about me. But I don't really know if I don't know Him. And I try to live this out, and I'm only, I'm only really relying on my first encounter with him. I'm really, I'm really only relying with not being consumed by God, but being concerned for my soul. And that's what happens to a lot of us when we're young. Um, not everybody gets saved when they're six and seven and stays on the path and becomes a great and mighty evangelist or a preacher or a pastor or or prophetess, or, or anything like that. A lot of us hear the word hell, and we're like, I don't want to go there. Yeah. We see the cartoons where we're getting prodded by demons. That ain't going to happen. Just so you know that. Yeah. Uh, one, if you know Jesus, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> if you know the Father, you don't have to. If you're in true relationship with God the Father, and you are a true believer, you don't have to worry about that at all. But the little things, the little pokes and prods, is to keep you under a spirit of fear so that you have a false doctrine of what God wants for you. You think God is a, a, a mean man on a hill high above in the clouds waiting to strike you down every time you mess up. It's where you, you go on works-based salvation. Works-based works based, works salvation is on covenant. Don't, don't go out and sin. Don't go out and think you can do everything that, that the Israelites weren't allowed to do. But they had to do that so they could maintain a, a relationship with God that was only good for one year. Then they had to do a sacrifice to have atonement for, for their sins for that year. We don't have that. We have a king that, that came in the form of a man, bled and died, and, and became the propitiation for our sin, an everlasting sacrifice, one and done. Now, he did that one and done. That's where we get the once in, once in grace, always in grace. The once saved, always saved. That's where that comes from. But once in grace, always in grace while you're in obedience, while you're following after him, while you are searching him, while you are trying to, when you are at your best, trying to just know him, seeking him, hungering for him. That's what he wants. He doesn't want a bunch of robots that, that feel like they can't have fun. That's why people leave and go to sin. Because they think we're missing out on something. I can tell you from first-hand experience and first-hand testimony, when I left God, I left God. I walked away from it. And had I died in my sin, I would have gone to hell. Not because he's not because he's not good enough to keep me. He was good enough to love me and let me be turned over to my own desires. 
that doesn't mean he left. He waited for me, and he ministered to me, and he sent people my way. But bringing it back to being consumed with him. For those of you that are new, um, we've been talking about being consumed with God. Because our God is an all-consuming fire, that means he can't just have a little bit of you. Because how many people know, by raising of hands, that if fire catches part of a single bit of you, or a bit of anything, without any interruption, it's going to catch the rest of you. Anybody by raise of hand? We all know that. Yeah. Unhindered and fueled by oxygen, yes. it will devour everything. Our God is a consuming fire. We ought to have a love that rivals him. Will we ever have a love on this earth that rivals God? No, no we're supposed to strive for it. We're supposed to wake up every day realizing that we have a Savior that bled and died and lives again forevermore and be thankful to the point that I want to know why. I want to know who. I want to know what he says about me. I don't want to be content with only having that checked off that I, I'm, I've, I've got my card. I'm not going to hell. That's not good enough. That's not what he came for. He came for each and every one of us so that we can have relationship in eternity with him. That doesn't start when you die in the flesh. It's when you cast off this flesh for immortality. That's not when this physical shell dies. That's when you bow your head, you bow your head and ask God to come into your life and save you. You give over your life for his. Take, throw off your rags for his righteousness. But we can't rest alone on the salvation experience, as a lot of pastors like to say. Salvation experience and only encountering God. Well, in this area, we have a lot of problem with addiction. If I, if I find something that gives me a good feeling, I want to come back and get more. There are relationships that we, if we're all honest and, and we all had a, a time where we were immoral, immoral and in fornication, I, if I chased after it and it felt good, I, I wanted to go do it again. Whether it be alcohol, uh, immoral, immorality and sexual, sexual relationships, I wanted it again. Whether it was eating, like gluttony is a sin, y'all. Whether it was eating too many bad things. Yeah. I wanted it again. But, I mean, think about that. And then think about the flip side of it. The devil wants you to give you all these things because he knows not that it's something that will sustain you and keep you. He wants to keep you bound to this cycle. Come back, get a fix. Come back, get a fix. Come back, get a fix. False doctrine will do the same thing, too. This once in grace, always in grace, allows you to go back, taste of the world, come back to God. I think I want to go back and taste of the world again. He's good. He'll take me back. I want to go back over here, God. You're really good. I'm just going to have one more taste, I promise. Coming back on Sunday. God, I'm sorry. See you next Sunday. Back in sin. It doesn't have to be a sin of sexual immorality. It doesn't have to be gluttony. It doesn't have to be uh, cursing, being turned over, rage, and anger. Being turned over to fear. It doesn't have it doesn't have to be all these things. It's it's anything that 
it takes your mind and your heart away from God. Because if your mind and your heart are taken away from God, the rest of your life will be as well. That's why we have to be consumed with Christ. Um, often, and this this was the driving point for 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 last week, and it's eight twenty nine. So we're probably not going to get much further than this, but that's okay. This is what I ended on last week, and in the little bit that I spoke, because God spoke more, and praise God, He spoke more today too. Um, often we are not consumed with God because we don't fear God anymore. When I say fear, I don't mean, oh, he's going to punish me. We don't reverence him. We treat him as Jesus is my homie. He's my best friend, God. I know you got my back. Thank you, Lord. While some of that's true, he's high and lifted up. He's holy. He, he, is, he alone, his son in, in, in flesh, was the only one worthy in heaven that could redeem our souls. Needless to say, everything else in the book. And, and the Holy Spirit, the, the comforter that comes being baptized in the Holy Spirit is not just uh, you got a feel-good experience from God, being full. Experience a full relationship with Christ to the point that the Holy Spirit guides you and comforts you and teaches you all things. There's so much more than just getting saved and having a good moral compass and having a good... A, a good church attendance record. We can't. That's not being consumed with God. Being consumed with God is waking up, thanking Him, and then you know how Paul says to pray without ceasing. That doesn't mean you're so tied to God that you don't have a job, you don't have you only interact with people, you don't set yourself off in a, in a monastery and only speak to God. That means you have a constant prayer life that you you are constantly thankful for a God that loved you enough to send His only begotten Son give you salvation, and then give you life. Abundant life. That's not riches here. That's riches in glory. That's riches in, in heaven. But the, it, eternity doesn't start when you die. It starts when you accept Him. It starts, and that's the beginning of your relationship. Please don't get stuck at the starting line. Don't stay at the starting line. Don't stay at the altar. People can flip that and twist that when I say don't stay at the altar. Have a heart posture to where you're always been at, been at the altar of, of your heart. Praising God, thanking Him, worshiping Him, and seeking a deeper relationship. But don't get stuck at the altar where all you do is, is get stuck in, in getting free from guilt and shame. And you don't actually experience what being a Christian is. God loves you more and paid for more than just for you to get saved. No, this is not a get out of hell free church. God will do that, but he, that's, just, that's just cracking the door open and come on in. Let me show you what you've been really missing. Um, next week we're going to talk about being consecrated. And I'll, I'll, go, I'll end with this definition. Consecrated means to, be, to make or declare sacred, to set apart to the service of God, to devote to a purpose in a very sincere manner. But what I want you to focus on is to make or declare sacred. You're not supposed to just get saved, sit back in a pew, and that's it. Your life is, is called to be a living letter. Paul says that you're supposed to be a living epistle, a letter that everyone reads in the daily. 
in the daily. They, open, they see your life laid out before them and they read Christ. They read Christ has changed this person. There's something different about him. The Holy Spirit resides in this temple. This temple. Not just, oh, go to church and find where God is. Mm -mm. That ain't how it works, y'all. We've been taught so much that, that when we gather together, that's the only place that he resides. No. That's what the Greeks and the Romans were searching for back in the day when they made all these temples to all these false gods. And then they're like, well, just in case we miss one, here's a temple to the unknown God. That's another, that's another sermon. Um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I pray, God, that we would grow ever more in love with you day by day by day. God, show us more of your glory. Show us more of what you want to give us. Not things, Father, but your life and your love and your, your, just your existence, God. You are so great and greatly to be praised, God. Help us to be a thankful, obedient people. Help us to reach out to seek you in the morning. The first thing that comes to us should be thanks on our lips towards a God that loved me enough to save me and give me life eternal. Thank you, God, for your grace. Thank you for your mercy that endures to all generations, not just the one, not just to the saints that have died and gone on to heaven, but to all generations. So, God, we praise you. We thank you. I ask, Lord, that you put protection over everyone in this house. Not that we fear anything that comes against us, but, God, put protection over them to where that when the arrows and the slings of the enemy come against them, they can glorify their God who is in heaven. They can glorify the, the, the one and only Son of God, Jesus. And they can glorify through the Holy Spirit a God that loves and that seeks to redeem those that, who are lost. God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. I don't negate the importance of being saved, but God, thank you for saving me and opening the door to the relationship that I have with you. Thank you, God, for showing forth your might, your glory, and your grace. Bless everyone here. Lord, give us opportunity upon opportunity upon opportunity to share your gospel. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel, God. We love you and praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hey, I just want to thank you for listening to this week's message. If it encouraged you, share it with someone. We all are on this Christian walk together. We're a body of believers that should be strengthening each other. So if it touched your heart, share it with someone else. If you want to become a part of community we meet every wednesday night at 7:30 after worship at 2400 johnstown road christ temple church in beautiful huntington west virginia we would love to have you a part of our service and we'd love to meet you but most importantly just make sure reach out if you're in need of prayer or if you just need more community